After the victory of the Plishtim, it says, from that day, which means until then, there had been periods of time where he had been in the palace to play music, and in between he went on. And after that, Shaul kept him, so to speak, he didn't let him return home again. And now this is going to be significant, because we're going to see that later on, when David wants to test how Shaul feels about him, so he's going to break this, so to speak, instruction and, and claim to have gone home to see how Shmuel react, Shaul reacts. Why? Because there could, there could be two different uh, explanations of why Shaul would want to keep David in his house. The one is, it's a sign of Hashem, it's a sign of importance. You know, you know, you get to stay as part of the royal palace, as part of the, those who are close to the king. It would be a, an honor, so to speak, for David as being victorious in the battle, as being expected to be part of the royal, so to speak, uh, household. The other option is, if Shmuel, I mean, Shaul can keep David under watch all days. You can see what he's doing the whole time because he's always there. So if he was going to suspect David, so then if David's out of sight, he doesn't know what David's doing. But if he's always watching him, he's always, so to speak, accessible, so then he can make sure nothing's going to happen which he doesn't know about. Okay, that's that. So we see from that day on, and David wasn't sure what Shaul's reason was. Which, like you see later on, he's going to test it to see what, what Shaul's going to do if he leaves. Okay, so that's uh, the first point. Now, that's from Shaul's perspective. Like we said, Shaul was suspicious and jealous of David. On the other hand, like we saw, David like we saw yesterday, that David loved Yenison more than himself, and therefore Yenison, as the crown prince, reaches out to David to, so to speak, make a, a covenant with him, and a, a closeness with him, a bris. Yenison takes off his coat, which is obviously the royal, uh, royal uh, garment, but it now to David. He gives it to David and also Madov, his armor, at Kharboy, at Kashte, at Khagari. His sword, his spear, even his belt, which would hold the scabbard, which held the sword. Everything he had, he gave David. Okay, so that was his way of Kido showing that he's promoting David, so to speak, in place of himself. So any, remember, there weren't that many suits of armor around. Shaul had one, which is where he got David, and Yannis also had one. So he gives, uh, he gives everything he has to David. David Now, everywhere Shaul sends David to go, he's successful. And Shaul puts David in charge of the in charge of the, um, the warriors. He didn't make him the general. Abner was still the general, but he puts him in charge of uh, the fighting forces. And David wants everybody's approval. The people like him. Even Shaul's servants like him as well. <coughs> in other words, and this was, so the fact that the people liked him isn't surprising. In other words, uh, the, he, David was a national hero. He had killed Goliath. He had saved him from the Athenishim, so of course the people would like him. The Chedish here is that Shaul's servants liked him too. Why? Because normally, in the, whenever there's power, so everybody's trying to jostle for a higher position. And everybody's trying to get a, a higher rank or closer to the king, whatever it's going to be. And the fact that somebody else comes from the outside and gets placed above everybody, you know, if so, they're all going to be jealous. This is a, so usurping, so to speak, our position or our power or our pride, whatever it would be. And here, David, who wasn't part until then of the retinue of Shaul, of the advisories or those who were around Shaul, gets brought in and Shaul puts him above everybody else. So one would expect them also to feel that they'd been 
uh, so to speak, something's being taken away from them. They're being rejected, and that, would cause, that should, the normal course of events, cause them to hate David. But we see that doesn't happen. We see that doesn't happen. On the contrary, uh, it, it causes they David was matzachin. David was uh, found favored by them as well. Now, why not? So this is a, a principle which David tells us to him. And the uh, Mishnah says, um, so to speak, repeats in Prikavas, that there's a Yisrael of that somebody that HaKadosh Baruch was happy with, so then people like them too. In other words, the fact that Hashem is happy with someone creates a certain uh, goodwill around the person that people tend to like them also, people tend to befriend them as well, even though that wouldn't necessarily be the logical thing. And therefore, since obviously Hashem was happy with David and she was trying, to, he was guiding David to becoming the king. So we made it, that created a, a feeling that even people who would by normally by right have been uh, slighted by David or had felt they'd been demoted to some extent by his by him, the uh, the effect is the opposite. That uh, they all liked him. We saw this a few times. For example, it says Mordechai, the same thing that. Uh, Mordechai also wasn't part of the royal, so to speak, uh, the royal advisory board. He wasn't part of the cabinet. He wasn't part of uh, Achashverosh's power uh, base. And nevertheless, after Haman dies, so Mordechai gets born from the outside, and he takes someone's position. He now becomes the prime minister. And how all Achashverosh's other ministers and officers are going to feel about that? Is this? Mordechai was God Almighty. They saw him as being very great, which means they didn't. Begrudgingly, uh, didn't when jealous of him. On the contrary, they respected him, and it's the same thing. It's the same. Because Hashem was happy with him, so he made it, it caused the sense that people be happy with him too. That if a person is matzachin by Hashem, so Hashem ensures that he's matzachin by the other. And the last time we see the same thing. So Moshe Rabbeinu, again, by rights, Paris servants should have hated Moshe. He was the one who kept bringing in punishment. He was the one who kept threatening them. He was the one that uh, destroyed Mitzrayim, really. In their opinion, but Moshe was God Almighty, and they are that he was, they respected him enormously. And the same you said that how a person gets regarded is really how Hashem looks at him, and that's something which uh, is sensed by and is mimicked by other people too. Okay, now we're going back in time. By he when they came back from the battle, which is Beshuv David when David returned from the battlefield where he killed Goliath, so again, this was a national celebration. The entire Jewish people were scared that they were going to be destroyed by the Philistines. They didn't see how they were going to possibly win. And now David wins. So everyone comes out to fight him, to congratulate him. So, so the women come out from all the cities of Israel that they go through. It's like some kind of triumphant procession to sing and is to dance. To greet the king, obviously, as he's, as he's the head of state, so obviously the victory in some ways attributed to him. With drums, with happiness, with shalishim. Uh, a shalishim is not clear what the word means. The way the Tarabin explains it, and Rashi goes with that as well, is a kind of musical instrument. And it says tzeltzli, which is a symbol, which is basically similar to a drum, it would like it could create a certain beat. They use symbols. Um, so they, they came out to greet Shaul um, on his victory. 
And now what did they say? Batanena Anashim Hamisaka Kois? The ladies were dancing, what their friend they said was Batamarna Hiko Shal Valofov. Shal killed thousands, but David the river voice of, and David killed ten thousands. So it was a it was a certain chance of the victory. And Shal doesn't like that. Shal was very angered by that. Why? Because he said, They give David more credit than me. They said, I killed thousands and David killed ten thousands. What? He said, David's already considered to be more successful than me. And all he's missing now is they're going to say he's the king. Now, this is an example of uh, an example of a middle which overtakes a person. A bad way which overtakes a person, and you can show you where it goes. Because, let's think about it. Uh, the ladies weren't trying to promote David Abishal. They had no Indian in getting involved in a political turmoil. Right? And what? Well, the, 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 the way a song works is firstly, you mention the king, he's more important. So you have to mention him first. So, so we made it, they needed something to run. So the king said, David killed, Shaul killed a lot of thousands, and David, so you're going to go down. It doesn't work. It does a reverse of it fits into the Ram scheme. So they just use the next word that they came to. It's for, to say, Shal kills thousands, David kills thousands. It's repetitive. It doesn't sound good. But if you say, Shal kills thousands, David kills ten thousands, okay, that works. It's a nicer, uh, so to speak. It fits better in the, in the meter, in the tune. It fits better as something more interesting. They weren't trying to ascribe more to David than to Shal. But Shal, being as now very sensitive to how people look at David, so David Shal takes deep offense to this. And therefore he sees that they give giving David a priority over him. Now the Amnesty says David deserved it. At the end of the day Shal didn't do anything. Shal didn't do anything. So to say Hika David Hika Shal by Lafov, it didn't really happen. Uh, David hadn't killed ten thousand either yet. But it was again we're talking about the song the lady said. It didn't have to have tremendous meaning. It was just a way of praising the king and praising the general. And or the victor and uh, Shaul because he's already very wary, very careful about the, is David a threat to him. So he sees that as a potential threat, and that's the aside which is often brought by the Bali Musa as a something that um, a person must remember. And that is an area. Yeah, I'll just give a marshal. Let's say a person was in a sun too now, so he's got a very bad sunburn. So somebody touches him on his neck or his back, wherever it is. <gasps> what do you do to me? What, what? Nothing. I was trying to tap him in the shoulder. Uh, but because his skin is so sensitive, so anything feels like you, you did something but that's good to hurt him. Even though this wasn't the case. It's, uh, you have a sensitivity, and that's why you react much more strongly to something which was completely innocuous, something which was completely uh, completely not intended to be malicious. And the Bible says it's the same thing when a person has a certain method. Just like a person has a certain area where they're very sensitive, or they have a certain area where there's a certain middle which is anywhere on the, on, on the surface, so anybody who touches that is going to have an explosion. Not because the other person meant bad, not because it was anyone else would say it like that, but because by this person it's such a, a, a sensitive issue, or something where they're struggling with so much, so any reference to it, anything which is going to trigger it, is going to cause an explosion. And that's always when you say, but I must have said that a way for a person can control so to speak, feelings of anger or feelings of hurt or feelings of whatever it is in somebody else. And that is first thing. Was it really the other person's uh, malicious intent? Or was it just that something you're very sensitive to? And that's why I triggered the reaction which wasn't intended. It wasn't intended. 
I mean, it's very simple. That's it. A person is very conscious about that. A lady is very conscious about her weight. So anyone who says anything which has anything to do with diet or weight or clothing, or I don't know what it's going to be, uh, she takes it as a personal offense. It wasn't intended to be like that. It's area she's very, she's very sensitive about. A person is very sensitive about a certain middle where, where, where he's very weak in that area, whatever it might be. So anything which a per, anyone else does is going to trigger him to that it's, he, feels, he feels personally attacked. You know, it might not be the attention. It definitely wasn't intended to be taken that way. The person, because he's, he already has a, a difficulty in that area, so that's why they see it as much more of a pagia, as the was intended. And here we see it, Mashal. The ladies weren't intended to offend Shal. The ladies weren't intended to promote David. The ladies were singing the song. And Shal, being as he was already so sensitive to any reference to David as being somebody who was an equal to him or somebody who was uh, competition to him, so he sees this as Kilo Merida Vamalfus. You're you're giving David priority over me. Yeah. When Shal was chosen as the king, he didn't have his mida. When Shal was chosen as the king, he didn't have his mida. On the contrary, we saw a few examples of Shal's and Nava. How humble Shal was. How much he considered his servant who went with him to the donkeys as his equal. How he hid away from Anna. He wasn't jealous. But, uh, like I say in English, they were correct. And that's exactly what happened. Now that Shal had gotten used to it, he didn't want to lose it. So that itself developed a bad vida. And don't think it's just Shal, there's a Gemara that says this. The Gemara says that Rabbi Ranasi, he's talking about himself. He said that before I was chosen to be the Nasi, the leader of the Jewish people, and someone appointed somebody else, I wouldn't have minded. He said, but now that I am the Nasi, if someone trying to take, away, take it away from me, I'm going to fight for it. And because, why? Because once a person already has something, so now, now, now they don't want to lose it. So that itself creates the middle that I'm, if someone tries to take something away, which I think I've got. Like the example that they remove Abba from the yes, the same thing. And uh, because once a person has something, so then that creates, so to speak, the middle. And so the shot wasn't like that before this came. But now he was. He was very scared to lose what he had. On the same note, when, when Shmuel went to uh, Yishai's house, he didn't take the first son because he saw it inside of him that he had some. Already. Yeah. Yeah, even before we started, he was But because. he didn't spot that in Shaul. That's what he asked. Yeah, so and the answer did. was because then Shaul didn't have it. Not even inside. He was That's inside. Middle were controlled. Shaul was in control. Control of what? It wasn't a scenario for it to come to fruition. No, there could have been. No, this was, there wasn't this scenario. There could have been other scenarios in his life. He could have been jealous. And Shalom was in, under control. And we tested his power. Uh, we don't know. He was a threat to his throne. We don't know. The throne became a new thing. Okay. But until and then... He was there. He just didn't get to that level. So, okay. so until now, it was the person who was in control of his minutes? Yes. Now there was a new situation, which... And here, this is something which... It caused, uh, it caused him not to, to lose control of his minas. Uh, and it was part of Shaul's punishment. So, so the person is free of the minah or free in that time? The person is in control. You can't be free of a minah completely. But a person can be in complete control of his minas. And if that's the case, and then somebody that's not patient is going to easily be, so to speak, led astray. Now, that's the first point to discuss in the second. The second point to discuss is this idea that you find throughout the Tanakh, and some of you have to ask, 
And that is, we, we see the ladies went to dance and to sing in front of the king. Why was that allowed? We wouldn't allow that today. So, and it doesn't just say that they, like it says by Yosef, that they all stood on the wall to watch him. Okay, that we can get, that we can get away with. They were standing on the, they were standing on the wall, and they just were watching from a distance, that's okay. And they were meeting Sorry? They were mitzvah. I'm saying that wasn't uh, something which we would have a question about. Shirazi Yam's not a question either. They went to the same place. When the men sang over here, they could sing somewhere else. They can, if they were to sing behind their own mechitza, in the company of ladies, they don't have a problem with that. But over here, the question was that the ladies went out, and so clearly, Lashir Vamachoyles, Lekra Sholomelech. They went to sing and to dance to greet Shal. Why would that be appropriate? Why would that be appropriate that, uh, that, that they would sing for Shal? And that's the Lashon of Tanina. Tanina is a kind of a refrain. That was a tune. So what was the hatzah for ladies to sing and to dance to greet Shal? That was, it doesn't seem to be something which... Yeah, it means they're dancing. They're dancing. So what's the hatzah for, what's the hatzah for this? Um, it's, not the, it's not the only time in the Nakh we find such an idea. But this explanation, like, why, why, why would that be against the Jewish values of Tzniya? So we, don't, we don't do things like that. Not only that, I'll be the Midrash. Uh, it says they didn't just dance, they actually, they all threw their jewelry to David also, as a way of giving him gifts, so to speak, for winning the war. <coughs> so, my high. What's the, what's the chat? <coughs> just like with Yosef. Yosef was more to see. It says, but nice on Tzadah uh, sure. They wanted to see him. Then we had a problem. The ladies wanted to see David. So let's wash the ass in the, in the balconies and the windows to see him go past. That would be okay. The idea of this procession, which they would come to dance and to sing, the Chari, that's not okay. Uh, so what was the hat to him? So we spoke, we spoke about it during the end of Shaftim. If the case there was the ladies were dancing for the men, the ladies were dancing by themselves. And they told the men to go and grab them. But it wasn't that they said they were dancing for the men. Like we saw there, what, exactly what happened. It was the other way around. The ladies went down to dance, and they told Binyamin to ambush, to wait in the ambush and hide and go and grab him. But it wasn't that they were uh, the dancing for the audience. Okay, so that's the, so that's the question. So, this, uh, let's, let's go a number of points in order. The first point is, what are the, what's the, 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 the Isurim we're talking about, uh, which are either kol, the ladies would sing, or the fact that they would dance. Obviously, they were properly dressed, but as they would dance, where do these Isurim start from? Are these Isurim in the Rais, are these Isurim in the Rabbanan? At what stage were them attacking these Isurim? Um, so, we learned the din of kol from a Apostle in Shirashir, which we'll learn later. The question is, is and then they ask the question there, is that only a gilui? Is only uh, telling us that you see that uh, we learn from the Pasuk, even though the Pasuk hasn't been written yet, it only came in time of Shlomo Melech, and then it shows us that a lady's voice is considered something a man can't hear. Was, was that something new at the time? Was that something which was showed us that was always the case? That was always the case. That's the first question. Is the din of Kol Isha a din Daraisa? Was a gilui a din which only came later on as a... As a as a chiddush of So was there an iser at the time here for ladies to sing or not? Now, that's already a discussion in the Paiskin. The second point, and that is the, the, 
the, the, the, the, the second Nikudah which we're talking about over here, and that is that Labdafka would, even if they would come out, so to speak, to greet the king, Labdafka the king would see them. And that brings us to another question which the person can discuss as well, and that is, with the Issa to listen to the lady singing, is it only if you can see the lady, and you know who she is, or even if you have lots of ladies singing and you can't see them, I mean, you don't know who they are. Is that also an Asra or not? That's a discussion of Muslim too. A lot of Muslim hold that the Isra of Kolbeisha is because you attach the voice to a person. Whereas if you have people you don't know who they are singing, you don't attach it to a person, that's not as common. By the way, they are Muslim hold like a Himalaya In other words, let's say a, a girl's school or a girl's seminary, whatever it is, that the girls are on their own inside, they want to sing. Now, someone's going to say, one second, people walking past in the street can hear you. Is that a problem or is it not a problem? Is that a problem? Is that a problem? The Chazan Shalder wasn't a problem. Why? You don't know who it is. You can't see them. And therefore, the, the Isser is attaching a voice to a person. Or at least I know who the person is. But in the case where it's a lot of people, and I don't know who they are. So he held there wasn't an Isser for girls to sing, even if people walking past in the street could technically hear what they were projecting in the head. You hear on a radio or a cassette. You know who the woman is, because you're uh, You probably do know who it is, because they say, this is so-and-so the singer. So you know, then you know, do know who it is. Whereas if it's just random, you're walking past someone's house, and you hear the, the family singing his mirrors, and then he's a singer, you know who they are. And if you didn't know who the singer is on the radio, you didn't know, you turn it on, and you hear a woman singing. So, one or not. One. That's more of a problem. We said here there's two Italian. It's a lot of people, and there they are. Mm-hmm. So it's not like you can focus on one person's voice. It's a lot of people, and then he doesn't know who they are, so then... They are, even today, post can we say we have those factors together, then it's not awesome. But now why do they do it? Because, so we, we could have said it's more, but what is the point of it? What is the point of it? Why, why do they go out to, to celebrate? So, the, it seems that the, the idea of, uh, here you find other times in Nakhosa, the, 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 way to, that, uh, the way that the population would celebrate a victory. Would celebrate a victory was, was in a way, the, um, should we say, the incentive, maybe, or the, the an added motivation for the soldiers to fight. If you know that you're going to, just like today, if a soldier knows he's going to be successful in battle, and he's, everyone, when he comes back, everyone's going to be met for him, everyone's going to salute him, he's going to get a medal, everyone's going to whatever it is, give him COVID. So then that becomes a, that becomes the motivation to, to be successful in battle. No one's going to get the acclaim and the applause afterwards. And therefore, it was a way to uh, encourage, so to speak, the soldiers to go to war. That they know that if they're going to be successful, they come back. Then everyone's going to respect them. Everyone's going to give them that welcome back. And the matter that's a <coughs> there would be an incentive to go and fight. We've spoken about this once before, and uh, on the Torah. It says that Moshe sent the Jewish army to Midian to fight. After the story of Bilam, Moshe says we have to take revenge on Midian. He sends the Jewish army to fight. Uh, Midian gets destroyed. The soldiers come back with all the spoils of Midian. And it says when the soldiers come back, so Moshe and Lazar are coming, and everyone goes out of the tent to meet the soldiers. Why? Why did they come to you? Why did you make a special procession out to them? So Rashi says, something which is very strange. Rashi says because they saw that some of the kids were running to steal the spoils. The came back with all the spoils of Midian. So the the, the, the kids were out to try and steal spoils. So what? The kids are stealing the spoils? So Moshe Rabbein, the Bechoy of Atzimah, he ordered him to go out, what? To be the police force. 
to chase the kids away. What are they doing? If you worry that the kids are going to steal, it makes a difference. You just send the police. You know, they were Let them deal with it. And it's ridiculous. Imagine that uh, even today, you know, someone would come and tell Chaim uh, Kanyeski is a friend of Bracha. You know, the kids are stealing apples from the fruit store down the street. Really? So we have to call them for the Gedolim. We're all going to go and tell them to stop. What for? There's much easier ways to stop people stealing, and that's what you're worried about. Why did it need motion? And that's what I call it. And all this going in. So go out of the camp to wherever the soldiers were, somewhere in the desert, because the kids are stealing. It doesn't make sense. So I always say, that's not the Pshat. They weren't worried about the kids stealing. They're worried about somebody else. And that is, the soldiers come back from winning a war. Who's coming to greet them? A few kids to see what they can steal? No. Then that's, that, that's the wrong impression that the soldiers are going to get. And therefore, what you want is, you are successful in war, we're going to give you cover. We're going to greet the people. We're not looking at the spoils. We're going to greet the people and say, we're impressed with you, Karakavod, for what you did. We're giving you the, the shikoyach you deserve. And for that, it took all the Gedali Adar to be the ones that come out to greet the soldiers, to give them that yeshikoyach. Well done. We're proud of you. You did well. Karakavod. And then rather than people just looking at it, ah, forget about you. What did you bring back? And let's see what we can grab. Which negates the value of the person. The other way around. The idea of going to be mechabed the person. And that's what Moshe wanted, not to stop the kids. To mechabed the soldiers. They were that to fight, they were from nefesh, and we have to give them that. And that was the same thing here, the same idea. And that is the entire population required to greet the soldiers. Why? To give them that feeling of, you went to fight for Klai Yisrael, we give you that, we give you that COVID, we give you the, the, so to speak, the gratitude that you, that you won all. And you made that. Again, that, that would be the reason why everybody would go out. We found, we asked the question, why would the ladies also go out? Can you It was part of the fact that the whole of Kaisal would come out to thank or appreciate the soldiers. That was their, that was their the way of doing it. And like we said, they found a way that Harachik is not going to be Asr, which is, we said, only they are, everyone together, whatever the case might be. But the, 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 the matter of it was, and that was the Shabbat, that was the way that they would appreciate and all of that, but give that extra motivation to the soldiers to fight. Uh, and that's why, as we said, the, <coughs> the intention definitely wasn't to, to, to anger Shal. Exactly the opposite. This was to give to give cover to Shal. Now we said before, that was the novice pointing out to us how even something as harmless as what the ladies were saying was something which triggers Shal because that's already something which uh, he has, he's struggling with. As the Pasuk finishes, Vahishal, Oyen, Estavid, From that day onwards, uh, Shal is the jealous Shal as sees David as an enemy. Uh, why? Because even though if until now, Shal had his own doubts and his own worry that maybe David is going to be the king, but now that he thinks the people are also supporting David, so now he was, he's worried about a change of loyalty. The people are saying they're supporting David. So now he sees David much more as a threat. Is he aware that his son is growing close to them? He's not yet. We'll still see about that. But uh, in the meantime, when he sees them as being as potentially uh, changing allegiance, so that's why he becomes more of a thorough enemy.